My earliest memories began on Gibraltar Lane, an unpaved gravel road off the main road in the parish of St. Andrew, Jamaica. Our house had a large iron gate, and on either side of us was what many would call a tenement yard. Multiple small homes and families on the same property. My father had a love of low-maintenance landscaping, so most of the yard was poured concrete with a few trees in the front and the back. Grass was treated like the enemy. There was no mowing to be done, and he had ample space to do the electrical work on cars that was his trade and hobby. He was an electrician at a car dealership called Motor Sales in Kingston. For all intents and purposes, we were rich compared to the others around us. We were, of course, the Richies. It was city living, and we had running water and electricity. But we were one of the few families on the street with a phone. Mind you, it was a party line. So you never knew whose spicy conversation you were going to hear when you picked up the phone or how long you were going to have to wait till the long-winded Miss Enid decided to get off her call. When you finally got to use it, there were multiple clicks and noises as the other party kept picking up the phone. But we were the house they ran to when there was an emergency to borrow the phone, perhaps when someone had died or when Miss Anna had lost her mind again and was wandering naked on the street and needed someone to transport her to Bellevue Mental Hospital. Not only were we one of the first ones with a phone, but we had a washing machine that my mom brought from America. We had no dryer, though, as everything was hung up on the line with clothespins. There was always a mad rush to bring them in before the rains fell. Grandma Vida still preferred to boil the white clothes in a huge pot on the open fire outside, stirring them with a piece of wood like she was cooking soup. The whites were always whiter than white. Ah, America. To kids growing up in Jamaica and to adults too, it was the land of milk and honey. The promised land. It was a land of Fruit Loops and Burger King. A land of hot and cold running water from the tap. And the land of washers and dryers. Grandma Vida said she would never bow down so low as to dry her clothes in a metal drum that spun around in circles. Before the hot water heater, we heated up bath water in huge pots on the stove and carried it in precarious fashion to pour on the cold water waiting in the tub. How I did not sustain third-degree burns, I will never know. I was never allowed to take a cold bath, as I was the delicate one with the asthma. I might catch a cold. I was also the one wearing cotton tank tops, a.k.a. merinos, under all my clothes in 90-degree weather in a house that only had air conditioning in one room, the living room, and only when we had special guests was it used. The living room was like a sacred place. The furniture was all covered in plastic, so it crinkled when you sat on it. We were only allowed in it on Saturdays, and that was for dusting and a thorough cleaning. Only the special guests could go in there. I never quite figured out what qualified you to be a special guest, but it wasn't me. There was a long veranda that ran along the front of the house, and that was where Daddy entertained his friends that came to visit, mostly unannounced, often while they waited for their cars to be fixed. He worked all the time, Saturday and Sunday, mostly for nothing. Meanwhile, the men folks sat around drinking rum and red striped beer. Daddy was proud of his little bar and collected liquor bottles that were beautiful and unusual. 
I was often given the task of cleaning up the glasses when they left and washing up. Yes, you guessed it, no dishwasher. That was unheard of back then. One time, my sister Susie got into a leftover glass of rum and drank it all, licked her lips, and proceeded to stagger all over the veranda like a drunk man. Of course, I, being the oldest, got blamed and spanked for that. Yes, Gibraltar Lane was my daddy's castle, and he was proud of it. He fortified all the windows and doors with ornate iron bars. No burglars were going to break in our house. We had fences all around the property. We were secure. If anyone even came to the gate, we would have to run out with a key and open it. There was no buzzing in of visitors back then. Usually, they just knocked real loudly or honked their horns. Yes, that was life at Gibraltar Lane. Gibraltar Lane, a Jamaican Odyssey, was written, performed, and produced by Marcy Malcolm, based on the life and times of my childhood in Jamaica. Music and editing by Charles Malcolm, with special thanks to Christopher Malcolm. If you would like to hear more, please subscribe to Gibraltar Lane wherever you listen to your podcasts.